It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, for some of you anyway. It's funny to me every year how some friends are sharing pictures of their Christmas decorations and Advent plans first thing in the morning on November 1st, while others are more like my husband who says absolutely no Christmas music until after Thanksgiving, and he doesn't even mind waiting a little longer than that. Whatever your family's preference is, We all know that as homeschool parents, we have to plan ahead at least a little bit for holiday homeschool fun. And I have an absolutely amazing special Advent audio blog series planned for you starting right after Thanksgiving. An author shares a sneak peek into a chapter of his new Advent book for kids. A mom tells us how she brings Christmas cheer into her homeschool morning time. And more, but I don't want to spoil it for you now, so you'll just have to subscribe to Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. In the meantime, I have a little bonus episode for you for today with Mary Prather. We are talking about Christmas music around the world and how studying other cultural holiday traditions can be a gift to our homeschool families. Oh, and be sure to check the show notes where I put a link to my roundup to some fabulous Advent and Christmas homeschool resources you will want to bookmark now for whenever you're ready. And now, grab a cozy beverage, or let's be real, sidle and cuddle up with that laundry pile, and let's enjoy this week's bonus homeschool conversation. Welcome to Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology, a series of interviews with real-life homeschool moms, dads, and other educators on all sorts of topics that affect our lives as homeschool parents. I'm Amy Sloan, a second-generation homeschool mom of five, and I am so delighted that you are here. Here on Homeschool Conversations, we'll discuss educational philosophy, family life, and more. Come chat with us. Hello, friends. Today, I am joined by Mary Prather, who believes that children flourish with good books, plenty of time to explore, consistency, discipline, and ample time for fun. Although Mary taught in the public schools for nearly 10 years, their family made the decision to start homeschooling when her oldest daughter was in the third grade. That daughter graduated from their homeschool and is now in college, and their son is currently being homeschooled through high school. Besides having a passion for encouraging homeschool moms, Mary also loves sharing her love of music. She teaches live online music appreciation lessons and has written a complete music appreciation curriculum, which you can find at squiltmusic.com. You can find her writing about other homeschool topics at homegrownlearners.com. And Mary is actually a previous podcast guest. I always love chatting with you. So thank you for coming. And I know I gave like the official little intro there, but just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and how you got started homeschooling, especially with that public school background. Sure, sure. Uh, Well, I have been married um, to my husband, Hal, for 25 years. And he actually works in Homegrown Learners and Squilt with me. So that's really exciting. And um, we never, ever, ever thought that we would homeschool our kids, that we would own our own business, that we would be working together. It's just 
kind of a, a testament to what homeschooling does for changing your mindset about those systems. But um, we discovered that we wanted to homeschool our daughter when she was in the third grade. So first we pulled her out and we never sent her back. And she will be graduating from college um, this May and she wants to be an occupational therapist. So she is going on to graduate school for occupational therapy. And um, our son will be graduating from high school this May as well. And he is going to college, he says, for sports broadcasting. Um, so we'll see, but I'm going to be out of a job schooling my kids next year at this time. But it's just, it's been the biggest blessing. Um, my my oldest is graduating from our homeschool this spring, and there's so many mixed emotions. It's so exciting to see them growing and becoming their own person, but it's kind of bittersweet too. It, you know, it is. I, last night, my husband looked at me. My son came in, told us goodnight. He walked out the door and my husband goes, oh, it's going to stink when he leaves. It's going to be awful. Okay, stop making me cry. <laughs> I know. I know. I said, oh, I know. I'm choosing not to think about that right now because I just think we have such good relationships with our children because we do homeschool them. Yeah. You know? they, they want to hug us. They want to be around us. They, I, I just can't imagine it any other way. I agree. The relationships we form are such a beautiful gift that homeschooling gives us. Yes. Yes. Well, and I will just segue with that. Of course, one of the things that I think about when I think about our fun family memories are those special memories and traditions that we have established in the holidays. And the Christmas season is nigh upon us now, and it brings some of the most nostalgic music and songs into our homes every year. So mm -hmm. I, my husband is a stickler. We do not start listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I will admit to sometimes sneaking a few Christmas songs here and there when he's not around. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I wanted to know, when does your family start listening to Christmas music? And is there a particular carol or piece of music that you just eagerly anticipate each year listening to? Mm, okay. Well... Um, we are in a liturgical Lutheran church, so technically, we're really not supposed to be listening to or singing our Christmas music until Christmas Eve. You know, during Advent, it's that time of waiting. Um, but because I teach music online, and I love Christmas music, and I taught little kids for so long, I'll start right after Christmas. And i um, uh, my favorite, favorite carol of all time is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, because it does have kind of that, you know, that anticipatory, that waiting kind of feel to it. Uh, and we also love the Messiah. I just, uh, I found a, a score of the Messiah at Goodwill for 50 cents a couple weeks ago, and um, I'm going to be excited to listen to it and, you know, follow through the score. So I would say those are our two favorites. We listen through the Messiah every year as part of our 
morning time in the Advent season. We've done that for a few years now, and it's such a joy. It actually is kind of nice to break it up into those smaller pieces where you just listen to a couple tracks a day because you're able to really focus on it. It's such a majestic, grand piece of music that when you listen to it all at once, it's almost overwhelming, right? And it's sheer splendor. And so we enjoy breaking it into small, small pieces. And one of my favorite parts from the Messiah actually is the trumpet shall sound, which is from the second half. But um, I, that was the recessional in my wedding. My husband and I recessed to that. Uh, Okay. Special place in my heart. (laughs) I know we've um, taken a month a couple years ago in Squilt Live and we um, studied uh, Messiah. And, you know, I even put the Alleluia chorus in there, although, you know, technically that's really not until Easter, but we put it in there and I was amazed how many people don't realize, you know, the very, very intentional biblical connections, you know, how we can follow through all of the scripture that goes along with what Handel wrote. How many people just don't know that story? Um, So it's always a lot of fun to teach that. Oh, definitely. Well, beyond those sort of more familiar songs and traditions that we experience every year, I think the Christmas season, the Advent season, also provides a really wonderful and unique opportunity for us to explore traditions and cultures around the world. And I remember when I was a homeschooled student myself, I think I was like 11 or 12 years old, my mom let me create a little mini unit study for my brother. And it was a Christmas around the world unit study. You know, I went to the library and got my books and made our little activities and taught the little lessons. And we just had so much fun. Now, I I don't know if he remembers it because he was four years younger than I am, but I certainly remember that as a really special memory. And I know you are in the middle of prepping for a Christmas around the world um, time for School Live, your your music program. And so I wanted to kind of get a little sneak peek. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit about why you wanted to teach these lessons. And maybe if there's been something that has surprised you as you've prepared for this topic. Mm. Well, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to teach it is because now we have members from all over the world. And so I have to remember, you know, when I have a theme like music of colonial America, um, a lot of my British people might feel a little bit left out during that time. So when we do our music around the world, um, just in the summer times, which is traditionally what I do, um, we have explored Australia with a lot of success because we have a lot of Australian members. And this past summer, we also did Asia. And that was fun just because the kids don't know a lot about Asian music. It seems, you know, to mystify a lot of people. They don't really understand it. So those were two of the big reasons that I wanted to do that for our Christmas theme. And then also this year, you know, there are parts of the world that are heavy on my heart right now. Like I think, you know, we'll probably talk about the Ukraine And it makes me think about what people are doing over there. And can we build an affection for people in those cultures by teaching our children about their music and their traditions 
at Christmas time? Well, I would think it would be fun to give people a little taste of the Christmas around the world. So could you kind of give us a little brief introduction or let us in on some of the things you've been learning? Uh, sure, sure. You'll see I've got a lot of these books uh, in the background because we use books as um, kind of a jumping off point, really. I love to find some books and then we'll craft a lesson around that. So as we're in the Ukraine, the first thing, and I don't know if you think about this, but the first thing when I think of the Ukraine and Christmas is Carol of the Bells. Hmm. Um, and so we are going to talk about Carol of the Bells and how Carol of the Bells really has a completely different meaning in Ukraine than it does here and a completely different translation, but it's still sung at Christmas time. And in Ukraine, they really don't start celebrating Christmas until January 6th. Uh, it has a, um, a difference in their Julian and Gregorian calendars that can get a little bit complicated, but we'll kind of, we'll dive into that. And then Tchaikovsky was also from Ukraine. He spent a lot of time in Ukraine. And in fact, when the invasion started happening, um, his... Um, home was destroyed in that invasion. So we're going to talk about some of the Christmas music that Tchaikovsky has that is not Nutcracker. Um, he has a piece called Winter that was for piano, and he also has, I believe it's a sixth symphony, but don't quote me, um, that has a winter section to it that we will learn about. Um, then I didn't make it a whole lot further around the world. I just went to Sweden <laughs> and I've always loved Santa Lucia and, you know, it's their winter solstice and they call it, I think the longest night. And so we'll talk about that song, Santa Lucia, and I'll show you, this is, I don't know if you've ever seen this book, Christmas in Noisy Village. I'm familiar with it. I haven't read that one, but I'm oh. familiar. It's the same author who wrote uh, Pippi Longstocking, right? Yes. Yes. It's just adorable. And so we will probably look at this book. I have the um, words and music for the Santa Lucia song that I'll be playing for the kids and they'll sing along with me while I play piano. And we'll talk about some of the carols that they sing in Sweden. Um, some of the foods they eat and of course why they dress up with all the candles around their heads and things like that. I found a lot of resources for African Christmas celebrations and going further around the world but we're only going to have a month so we may have to make this Christmas around the world this year and then Christmas continued around the world. Yes part one and part two. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or maybe even part three. Right. I know. Well, and that's kind of our around the world music has gone to maybe two and a half summers now. So there, we could just never cover everything. Because I think you've done music in the summer around the world series from every yeah. continent except for Antarctica, right? Right. Right. And, um, if I have anybody that's listening that knows anything about the music of Antarctica, you can contact me. I have a prize for you. <laughs> oh, maybe some penguin calls. 
Right, right. Happy feet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mary, as we, we think about the the music of these other cultures and their holiday traditions, what can we learn about other countries and cultures as we as we experience those, you know, from a distance? Right. Um, well, obviously it will be Christmas. So we're gonna focus on the birth of Christ and how different cultures will celebrate that. Um, and I think, you know, we can learn that in some places, um, it seems to be extremely, you know, like in Ukraine, I'm just getting such a reverence from their traditions and such a seriousness from their traditions that I think maybe we can benefit from here, learning about that. Um, and also, I just think kids... They love to know what other kids their own age like. And to see, you know, I have a book about Tchaikovsky when he was a child to see what life was like or is like for children in another culture as well. So there's just so much. I don't know if I'm articulating it quite as well as I want to, but there's, I just think we're going to be able to take so much out of it. I think sometimes it can seem, you know, maybe kind of big or overwhelming. We want to ex yes. expose our children to people who are the same as us, but also different from us, right? Um, right. We want to see that shared humanity, but also really appreciate and um, delight in different traditions and different cultures. And sometimes it's as simple as reading a picture book and listening to some music. You really can begin to understand and at least learn and appreciate um, in such a simple way. And children are so excited, I think, just to learn about traditions that are a little different from theirs. Like, wait, they use wooden shoes instead of, you know, why do they put straw in the shoes for camels? That's so different from our stockings, right? Depending right. on what country's traditions you're studying. So I think right. it's just so great that you're providing this little tiny peek into just a few things, and hopefully it will whet the children's curiosity, right, to go yes. to the library and explore more on their own. Huh, well, that yes. was different in this country. I wonder what it's like over here. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it makes me think this is a really cute story from the summer. When we were talking about Australia, one of the songs we learned about was Waltzing Matilda. And, you know, waltzing Matilda is, you know, about a traveling person in the outback in Australia. And after we finished that lesson and we finished that month, a mom wrote to me, said they had just bought a camper. And when they were talking about naming their camper, her oldest child wanted to name it the waltzing Matilda. <laughs> and so... That's what they called it. And so now she'll send me, you know, adventures from Waltzing Matilda. And so they're never going to forget that. You know, they're going to feel that connection. And they always will have that knowledge about Australia from really just a very little bit of time. But it, it, it struck a chord with him, obviously. Yes. And music as music and story, I think, both have that power to, to get in our hearts in a very in a very unique way. So yes, yes, exactly. Well, if anyone wanted to come join you this Christmas for your 
uh, Christmas Around the World music. Where should they go to find out more about that or more about you in general? Uh, sure. Well, to join us at Squilt Live, you can actually go to squiltlive.com. And there you can find the different options for joining. You can come for live lessons, or some people just like to purchase a listening calendar, which will have a different piece of music from around the world for every single day in December. You know, with five minutes every day, you can get so much exposure. So you can find out about that at squiltlive.com. And if you want to learn about any other kind of Christmas music, carols, the Nutcracker, things like that, you can visit our store at squiltmusic.com. And then you can uh, look at our different PDF volumes that are do-it-yourself type of things. And all of those, I think the listening calendar, as well as the um, the kind of DIY things that you have set up, those would be perfect for someone to add into their morning time routine, just something really simple. It doesn't have to change everything up, but just a little thing to add some holiday flair to your morning routine. So I will have yes. links for all of those things in the show notes for this episode over at humilityanddoxology.com. Mary, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today and for kicking sure. off this Advent special series on the podcast. Thank you for bearing with our various technology, <laughs> technological <laughs> challenges today. It's part and parcel of what we do. Yes, indeed. And I will look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks for listening in on this week's Homeschool Conversation. For show notes and links to all the resources we discussed, head to humilityanddoxology.com slash homeschool conversations. And if these episodes are an encouragement to you, would you take a moment to leave a rating and review and to share it with your friends? I am so thankful that you are here on this adventure with me. Let's repent of our constant striving relish the joy of learning, and rest in the work of Christ on our behalf. Stand fast, my friends.